0: Welcome to Dietless Living, 360 Degrees, Overcoming Weight Loss Obstacles with me, your host, Katie Gordon. As a weight loss coach, I help my clients to overcome their weight loss obstacles so they can lose weight their way and lose it for life. Yet the old saying that it takes a village to raise a child is also applicable to our health and weight loss goals because not all the obstacles we have are in just in our health, we have obstacles that are in other areas of our life that are impacting our health. We have obstacles in um, our relationships, finances, business, careers, work, families in our home environment. And sometimes we just have injuries or other more complex health issues that are impacting our weight and our health. And whilst how to overcome weight loss obstacles in six simple steps shows you how to create and enjoy and maintain your healthy habits in those challenging times, we also need professionals to help us resolve those obstacles. And with that in mind, Dietless Living 360 Degrees brings in other professionals to help you overcome those obstacles. And today we have Lindsay Legg. And I tell you, Lindsay is one of the most mighty women that I know. She runs <laughs> three businesses spot graphics which is a graphic design and social media company she also created the state connected digital magazine and dub days a vw camper van hire company can you believe it three very diverse uh, businesses she also juggles work and fitness around her three children who are 11 10 and 3 And Lindsay has always been a high achiever, not only in her career, but in sports and consequently has always put a little bit too much pressure on herself. However, she uh, says of herself that she couldn't just simply compete for fun. She has to push herself to be the very best that she can be. She was a 400-meter hurdler um, and became the town and country champion. She competed in national leagues and for south of England. But just as she achieved the English qualifying standard for triple jump, she unfortunately broke her ankle and had to actually adapt her sport and went on to win the Bournemouth Triathlon, as you do. Um, and... <laughs> I mean, this woman is just unbelievable. She also trained with the ladies' uh, Muay Thai world champion, Cherie Halliday, and after eight years and a stint in Thailand training camp, she competed at Interclubs and did her first white-collar boxing match, which she also won. Lindsay (laughs) had three professional fights lined up but had to cancel when she fell pregnant with her son. She always strives to achieve and will never stop competing in sport or career. Lindsay's has helped her get through her life, her career. It helps her to relax when the stresses of work take over. And um, sport has just been her rock, especially when her two of her marriages failed. And now she has a degenerative disc in her back. So she unfortunately had had to give up her Muay Thai. Um, do I say that right? Muay Thai. Mai Thai? Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Sorry, <laughs> mai Thai. That's a drink, isn't it?
1: Mai Thai, yeah. It's quite yeah. different. Muay Thai. I do like them both. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah. unfortunately she has had to give up the Muay Thai and over the last couple of years she has just been working herself at her three businesses and still achieving everything at such a high level. So welcome to the show my mighty friend Lindsay. It's so great having you here with us. Um for having like- me. Yeah <laughs> you are just like I've been so excited that you're coming onto the show. So Could you tell us a little bit about what you do and the main way that you help your clients in whichever one of your businesses you want to talk about, or maybe all three?
1: Okay, well, um, I'll sort of take you through a little bit of my journey, I guess. Um, I spent 20 years as a graphic designer um, and where it kind of was mainly print before um, and in magazines. Um, at one stage I had five magazines of British Airways. Um, things changed due to COVID. Um, so I sort of re-train, retrained and I got much more into the digital world. Um, so I, I did the Stay Connected Digital magazine. Um, and I wanted to sort of help other businesses. Um, so I, I can kind of help them with their branding. So anything from logos to um, plasma screens or um You know, even things like um, all the underground and overground posters in in London used to do all the advertising for there and newspaper ads. And um, so, yeah, any kind of design, really, I help people with. Um, And as a natural progression with the magazine backgrounds, that's why I kind of started Digital Magazine, um, where people had to, in COVID, go from being fully print based um, to, you know, a massive shift towards digital. Um, People are starting to do online videos. Uh, Facebook and YouTube don't have enough content. um, So they tend to push out videos a lot more than any other kind of static content as well. So I thought, well there's something here if I can put all the videos um you know and, and make them lower cost for people into a magazine. turn it into an app so that people can then, um, you know, have notifications if they've got an offer on or it makes it just a lot more affordable for the local businesses or the startups. Um, I think where I really wanted to... Kind of position myself was helping the smaller people that didn't have massive budgets, um, targeting um, maybe startup businesses or ones that kind of need a little bit of help, um, didn't really know where to turn with their marketing. Um, So, kind of through my own knowledge of the Stay Connected Digital, I had to promote that through social media. So, I sort of built up the following to 60,000 in the first six months of COVID. Um, And I thought, well, this is going to be something that's really going to Um, help other people if I can do it I wanted to teach people how to do it so the the kind of training side of it also comes into play where I can help people to do their own branding and to do their own social media and Facebook ads Um, I think I realized over the last probably the last two years how much I actually enjoy helping people and seeing other people achieve I think that gives me a lot more pleasure than actually just doing the work for them, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, and your creative work is amazing. I've seen some of this, the the um, things you've produced on um, Insta, uh, not Instagram on LinkedIn. You LinkedIn, you just yeah. have such an amazing creative mind. I, you know, I've known quite a lot of creative people. I've never met anybody as creative you in so many ways. You play guitar. <laughs> What are the other things that I've seen you do? Do you play piano?
1: Um, yeah, I can I can play a little bit of piano. Um I'm not gonna profess to being particularly great at it, but um I love singing. I play the that's guitar. A, that's um, yeah, I've I've uh I don't know. I, I get my hands at so many different things and um my husband kind of just rolls his eyes sometimes because I've been such a creative. Um I've always been either you know sport or art and I I'm fascinated with business as well. I've sort of just have these crazy ideas and um I, I don't know, I have my kids out there just doing things like fluid pouring onto um, an art canvas, you know, just randomly. And my husband's there going, the grass. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I just I just find it exciting and fascinating things that kind of really inspire you. So I kind of go out and look for um, ideas. And I think if you're not excited by something, then you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I, I love doing things like um portraits of people I started doing pet portraits um and where I sort of did the art college side and love the fine art um I ended up um sort of putting that into the creative into the computers so I can do the graphic side of it as well um and then I was like well actually how can we push this to you know really interested in how technology works um which is why i kind of got into all the apps and you know when creating a digital magazine i wanted to do something that no one has done before um and probably I'm very, quite nerdy. Actually, <laughs> I kind of really like to find out things. I love statistics, and you know, when it comes to all the Facebook analysis of you know how how we can improve sales by doing this, this, this. It's um no, I do, I do love it. I'm there's all yeah, sorts of things that I like to You're not oh, a
0: generalist, right? You're you dive in deep into everything that you do. Like some people are a generalist; they like to know a lot of a lot of things but they don't know a lot about each thing they like know as a what you call a generalist but you're like a
1: a specialist in a
0: bazillion
1: things I know and this is why it's very difficult sometimes when people say what do you do and I don't even think my family know what I do so (laughs) social media has really opened it up for me to kind of showcase little bits of what I do um I mean I've been working with um, an amazing lady called Mirna Yatim who um she she wanted to create a um a legging sportswear brand
0: oh I've seen those on LinkedIn too yes
1: yeah so I've I've been helping her we like right from the start of helping her set up the business you know building a Shopify um website um and you know just helping her build the brand and she had come up with this little pencil drawing I would then create create it in illustrator i get asked to do such random things and she said i want you know leopard print i want it really to be bold and really to kind of people to be proud of their bodies instead of hiding away in black all the time and i said i love it so much that you want to give such a positive um you know, spin on this, you know, be brave, be bold and be beautiful, you know, really just get out out there. Yeah. Stand out. Don't hide away. It doesn't matter what size you are. You're all beautiful. Um, So I've really helped her, uh, you know, sort of build up the brand. um, And she, you know, she's doing really well. And we sort of catch, catch up all the time. Um, Every week we try and have a little run together as well. So we kind of run and talk at the same time about business. Um, brainstorming
0: so, on the
1: run huh. yeah <laughs> I would get asked to do random things like um so I've obviously worked with some of the bigger brands like um like Sunseeker and um uh, like Jelly Beans you know doing little packaging for the little um nail varnishes yeah. and stuff like that L'Oreal um yeah there's loads of stuff I've done like that but then I'll have these random um, I remember the, the strangest thing I ever got asked to do was when, um, oh, what's it? Uh, Will, uh, William and Kate got married. Prince William and Kate got married. And that was it. It was a souvenir for a cat tin. And I had to draw a cartoon version of them as cats for this particular oh, as cat. cat food tin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was it was hilarious um so yeah it's I never know what I'm going to get each week um this week I'm working with TGI Fridays and then I've got yeah you know, I've ranged from sort of like bigger brands to suddenly you know just little random jobs so I, I love it because it's always exciting and every day is completely different
0: and I think that's what you thrive on isn't it you you love that variety you're just reading your bio you know there's just Never a dull moment in the life of Lindsay Leg.
1: Yeah, I'm sure my husband would say um, he'd love it if I could just calm down. He said, I don't think I can keep up with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You you were if you were calm down, you are just you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. If I do have time to think, I'm always planning the next thing. So I, I just can't, I can't stay still i think that's me i'm just one of those people that has to be out and uh, you know just planning and doing something new um sometimes i just need to focus a bit more <laughs> probably on,
0: though, when um, you have a brain that works that way that has so many ideas and is so creative it it just must be hard you know i remember ernest hemingway quote one of his one of my favorite quotes of his is that, you know, ideas are like rabbits, you've got to catch them when they're there or they're gone. And so if you've got a brain that is just effervescent with ideas, you know, you constantly be going, Oh, I've got to catch it, I've got to catch it. So, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it, it's wonderful. It's probably a gift and a burden at the same time, perhaps, or maybe it's just a complete gift.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going with the gift, I I, I guess. Um, my husband might say it's the burden, I guess. But <laughs> I've got another, like, yeah, I won't go into that today. But I've got another idea for a business. And um, I'm really excited about it because it involves sport as well. Oh. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah something that's kind of early stages. So we'll have to catch up about that another time.
0: We will indeed. Thanks. And I'm sure we'll have a million other things to catch up on at the same time. So, yeah. Lindsay thank you for sharing all of that and as you know one of the questions I like to ask my guests is what is one of the greatest hardships that you've ever had to overcome and how did you do it like how did you build your resilience how did you manage yourself mentally emotionally and or physically through that hardship
1: the hardship that I've had um I, I guess would that be more personally or would that be
0: anywhere? And and some people identify more with uh a
1: challenge or an obstacle, not necessarily a hardship, but I guess one of one of my sort of hardships more recently has been sort of the loss of I've lost all five British Airways magazines. Um so financially that was a big loss. Um and I had to sort of build the business up from Sort of scratch again in a way, which is where Steykens Digital Magazine came out. Um, but at the same time, I, my, my mum had a actually no within the space of a month, my son had had sepsis, so he's in hospital for a week, um, and then two weeks later, my mum had two cardiac arrests, um, stroke, and was in a coma, um, and my dad has got dementia and Alzheimer's so I was suddenly in that position where everything was like this I was trying to focus um on getting the business back um and the some of the clients that I did have um within that month whereas I was was just in hospital almost for the you know every day um that that was a difficult one because then I had to sort of juggle and trying to keep clients and I think I lost a couple during that time um, just because I couldn't physically do everything because yeah. also them, I was, um, uh, you know, having to then find new childcare because obviously parents are so fantastic with helping with the children. Um, all of a sudden, it's not just parents down. It's what do I do with three children? Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Yes. I mean, it's, it's hard enough. I think having, three children as it is without sort of the stresses of thinking like oh god where'd they have to be and they're all at different places we've got one at nursery and then the other two at different schools so I'm constantly pinging around all over the place um trying to make sure that I be a, a as good a mum for them yeah and then you have that battle in a battle with yourself as you know am I am I spending enough time with them and I wouldn't spend enough time with my husband or my clients um, and quite often you'd have this you tend to have a win of one thing and then the other one drops it's yeah. that you can't sort of keep all the all the balls in the air really if you're juggling everything. Um, so you
0: would have had so. all the emotional turmoil of your mum being in a coma your son uh, was it your eldest son or your baby?
1: I've got it's a three three three-year-old boy um so he was two at the time yeah um so yeah he got he's very poorly with sepsis and yeah we nearly lost him actually that week it was a very difficult time so all of a sudden it was it just felt like everything that month had suddenly gone you know but you know everyone kind of has these instances in their lives where everything just suddenly goes wrong all of a sudden and you think how do you deal with it um you know you can't do the normal things you used to do. You know, I was talking about all the sport that I love doing. You can't do the sport. Um, i at the same time I'd just been diagnosed also with an autoimmune disease. So I've got lupus SNA. Oh, right. Um so I I was having that challenge where you know my joints were in pain. I was having um, pins and needles everywhere. Um, yeah. and then getting sort of help for that. And then i you know, I'm on um, prescription now for the rest of my life. Um, but that keeps it at bay. But, you know, there's, there's so many different challenges that suddenly come and some it's, it's not, it's a bit unfortunate if they all come at the same time, but. Yeah. Um, it's not isn't it?
0: <laughs> well, and, and it is hard to juggle all of that because ultimately you run on adrenaline, you put your emotions aside because they don't have a place in getting the, the everything done that you have to get done. And yet, you know you've you've got a lot of emotion you your son and your, your mom and just you know stress makes us emotional anyway um, and and it is hard to juggle all of those things keep the smile on our face for those that you know your clients and everything so yeah i remember is. when you went through all of that and like i'm on the other side of the world from you and it was like i was um, not so much worried for you as in I was caring for you you know like my heart was going out yeah. to you because it was like oh holy crap how many more things can this poor woman have
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you, oh, you, you I think you must have applied yourself and that that stamina that gets you through all of your sport and to be at a you know that high achieving level and I think that's what I would like to if you're okay with it dig around in and find some of that whatever that is because that's what you know not everybody has that Um, and I think we don't have it because we don't you know, it's like a skill. Some people are born with it. I think you were obviously born with that skill. Um, But for others, we learn that skill from others, you know. It's like you can learn a creative talent and you you learn the alphabet and everything. So if we could just maybe, because you, I don't know, do you understand what that is about you that drives yourself or do I need to kind of help you find
1: it? Um, do you know what I've I've often thought this because there's not an awful lot of people that I meet that are quite um, so driven I guess Um, I know my mum has been an amazing mum and I've sort of thought about where does it come from does it come from parents Um, so my, my mum I would say has been always 100% there for us and supportive and fantastic mum but not particularly career orientated Mm. so she doesn't quite understand where it comes from I think and she's you know she sometimes rolls her eyes because she's oh you're always just too busy (laughs) you know and she was a full time mum for us um and there's three of us as well um and then I suppose I'm kind of like opposite to her but my dad's always been very driven um you know he would take me out on on runs um when I was sort of you know 13 14 and he'd say right you know we're going to see this lamppost we've got to sprint for it um and you know I just don't you don't stop until you've reached that and then he would say to me are you just going to give up So I think a lot of that mindset, I feel, comes from my dad always pushing me. And sometimes I feel like I'm not good enough because he had high expectations. So it would make me want to, you know, work and um, I I want to please, I guess. So if if you have parents that constantly um, say you're amazing, you're just going to think you're amazing by just sat down doing nothing. But if you have someone that actually... You know, does make you, you know, it, it's oh, not if it's
0: do more, you can do
1: more. Yeah. Like if I did, I did a painting and my mum just said, That's amazing. I absolutely love it. My dad looked at it and he went, I think the horizon's off. <laughs> So, and then he was right, but, you know, it made me look and be much more critical at myself. And, you know, although that can be sometimes a negative thing if you criticise yourself too much, but it does make you have that um, specific detail, like almost like an OCD, I would say of, you know, it has to be, they used to call me line up lins at work. (laughs) (laughs) Everything has to be lined. It has to be ordered. And yeah. but yeah, so
0: such I have a hectic life. So I imagine order has to be a part of that for you to be able to do the multiple things that you do.
1: It was very hectic life, actually, because yeah, my nan lived with us, um, and there was so there were six of us in the house. Um, but I was I was a middle child, so I guess in a way I had a bit more freedom. Um, so it was we were you know, you can't really do it so much anymore, but we were constantly out and about doing things. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I used to be sat there, probably a weird child sometimes, just I'd spend six hours drawing a bush <laughs> in the garden. I'd have my, um, my you know, pad, um, take my pens out and I'd have a different, I set myself a different task because um, mum was very busy with my nan from she moved in with us. She had senile dementia actually, and she yeah. lived with us about ten years. So I kind of almost felt like I lost my mum a bit from the age of about, I don't know, I'll probably say about 10 or 11.
0: I love that you said you would go out into the garden and draw for six hours. (laughs) Like what a wonderful thing to do. I can't draw for quids. I can draw a stick man (laughs) if I'm lucky. So (laughs) you must have had your creative talent for, for your whole life. It's just there.
1: Yeah, well I I literally would spend my my days drawing. Um I would I, I remember having Michael Jackson pictures, fo- posters on the wall, so I would sit there and draw the posters. Um oh, yeah. and then yeah. I'd just find find something interesting around the house. I had a little book that um I probably still got it somewhere actually. Um so I'd draw if my brother was watching telly, I'd draw him or I'd draw a little teddy or um and then I started getting a bit more into, you know, getting the shading right, so I'd i'd have a 30 centimeter square that i would kind of place um little sticks around in a bush yeah and then i would say right well, i'm going to do it exactly to scale um and sit there for six hours just drawing this one bush and every tiny little detail wow um, yeah i just found it amazing how you can kind of recreate something like exactly from real life onto the paper um and I, I sort of had all these ideas, you know, nature versus unnatural. And I started getting um different ideas I wanted to create, so I started doing all these random projects. Like when I was when I was five, actually, I started making shoes out of cereal boxes <laughs> randomly. Yeah um and yeah like all the time I had a whole collection of shoes made out of cereal boxes with heels and all sorts um I think my mum would just kind of leave us to it and you know we um I I think that's where it's a bit of a shame these days where kids have got so much um you know sort of they've got the phones and laptops and yeah. yeah, when when I was young, you know, we I had the Spectrum 48K, um, so we, you know, used to play things like Chuckie Egg and all these, um, a few little games, but a lot of the time, because there were three of us, you know, you'd sort of be there twiddling your thumbs, thinking, you know, I have to be creative, I have to make projects for myself, um, and then I decided I was going to make, I did layers of cardboard, and I wanted to make. Um, a face that looked like it was coming out but it was actually going in so like an optical illusion which was about the size of me in the end Um, and then I kind of layered it up so and then painted it with acrylics and um, yeah random it's just a random little project I had but it was a bit weird but (laughs) I just like
0: creativity is unusual I wouldn't say weird just unusual right because your your brain's going I wonder what I can make with this you know you get a vision and
1: what I'm not challenging myself probably more than anything I guess it's it's kind of I like challenging my own brain. So I'm my own competitor because I'm like, well, I've done that. Is that good enough? No, maybe we need to do something further. How can we push this to the point where no one else has done this before? And I kind of have to do, you know, something a bit better. And I remember actually, this is quite funny. When I was nine, um, I found these amazing. I went to this art, this craft fair and I found this amazing lady that used to create things out of FIMO um they're sort of little blocks so yeah. I was yeah it must have been about eight or nine um and then I decided I was gonna I could make three little pigs out to no four little pigs out of a block of FIMO so I started selling them for um a pound each but the block of FIMO cost me one pound so I was making three pound each time and I started having my salespeople, <laughs> my, my friends at school, started selling them for me. So I kind of started this business at school. <laughs> at, and, nine, um, nine. <laughs> at nine. At <laughs> nine. And I had all these people working for me. And then um, my my teacher, I think one of them broke, and I I made a mistake of saying, well, I tell you what, um, rather than give you your money back, I think I said, well, i tell you what I'll do. I'll give you the next one for half price instead. And... <laughs> he told his mum and the mum uh, phoned up the school so my teacher had to phone my mum and say that we had to shut down my business in school
0: <laughs> you, you little entrepreneur no wonder you got three businesses and another one in the wind
1: going <laughs> oh it was funny my dad loves telling that story
0: <laughs> well this oh. is what I love about you right because to you you kind of seem to think that maybe you're in the weird realm you've used that word a few times but you kind of refer to some of your magnificent creations as maybe it was a bit weird but I I think (laughs) it's just you know you're like a Leonardo da Vinci look at the 50 million things that that man was interested in and created and painted and made and you know I think some people just have this
1: I don't know. Well I've never been likened to Leonardo, not Leonardo da Vinci, which is <laughs> thank you. That's a huge compliment. But <laughs> yeah, there's there's there's, it's, it's, it's when I've sort of talked to my friends, I find all of them have a really interesting thing about them. Um and yeah, I haven't found many people that are kind of completely creative and have 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 the drive and I suppose the um inclination to then sort of chase a dream, I guess. Yeah. Um but it's, I love opposite. it when I
0: see Because on the opposite side of that is your sport and the, the Muay Thai, you know, like that's, that seems like the opposite of creativity, although I'm sure it's not. Um, I guess you see the creativity in it. What is it that you'd love about yeah. that?
1: I, I would say with probably what ties it all together would be the challenge. I really love the challenge um, and I like to push myself to be the best of what I can do. Um, so if it's whether it's creative, it's it's pushing myself to do and create the best visual thing um, when it comes to the sports. Um, you know, I like to know and I love to learn. Yeah. So with the Muay Thai, you know, it, it was something I found interesting and I loved um things like karate kid when i was a youngster and all the fighting films and having two brothers it was more um into the sport um you know my dad used to take us to play rugby so i bought i ended up playing rugby for bournemouth ladies um for oh, two right. years as well um, i don't think i mentioned that one actually but um yeah, <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> it was um i think it's just the challenge of sort of pushing myself to do something that scares me sometimes um but like I went to, I'd, I'd spit up from my um, my ex-husband and I thought, you know, I, I took up Muay Thai thinking, you know, I needed to punch something <laughs> which helped with the stresses of uh, divorce and bad relationships. Um, and then, then it was also a challenge for my mind um, because I was... Um, you know, is learning a new skill. Um, it was learning how to defend yourself, how to attack, how to do your kicks, spinning elbows, and you know, so it was really cool stuff. Um, there always is a lot of
0: strategy in it, isn't it? It's it's like the, it, there's a lot of strategy that you have to learn. Yeah,
1: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's it's really clever. Um, you know, and when you watch even the uh, white collar boxing matches, um, which is what I went to as a tester really to do that, to see if then I could use all four limbs because with boxing, I was thinking you're thinking about, you know, your two fists um, so maybe it would be easier but it was completely different and you know i watch all the boxing matches now and absolute hats off because you have to be so clever to be thinking a few moves ahead a bit like a chess game really um, it's all about the strategy um, of where you're going to be where your body position is um what their moves going to be and pr- kind of guess second guessing what they're going to be doing next Um, so that that's the challenge that I found was really interesting. Um, and and get stepping out into a ring um was definitely by far the scariest thing I've ever done. Um and I had to bring, (laughs) I brought my family along and um they hated it, um, as you would. But you know, I remember at one point I they cracked my nose, there was blood poured out across all the audience and um as I walked around afterwards I was saying oh where's that water coming from they're like no that's your blood from the match oh. um,
0: <laughs> you, have your, but, you said did you have your kids then
1: At where you yeah were- I had um so I had my daughters my two daughters from a previous marriage um and then um i fell pregnant with jacks just after that match so that was when i was going to go on to do i had the i had a fight lined up in jersey um and another couple as well um a professional fight some muay thai um because I, I just my strength is in my kicks so i really wanted to sort of explore where i could go with that um and to see you know if i wanted to really take it far um and I just think it's inspirational when I see other people that really, you know, are committed and do something really, really well. Um, I completely have my hats off. Um, my friend Cherie, when I met her, she was a European Muay Thai champion. Yeah. And then I watched her and took her to her way in to do, to become world champion. Oh, wow. That's and amazing. It was, yeah. It was, it was just, you know, she's just a normal, Yeah, you know, I met her in the park. She was nannying two twins. Um, And it's just incredible. Sometimes you meet the most random people. Um, We could be standing next to them in a bus stop or something. And um, I just find people in in general quite fascinating as well. Absolutely. So with the um, Muay Thai, do you
0: think you'll go back to that at some point? Or is it just beyond to the next...
1: I may have to change. Um, I've got three degenerative discs in my back now, um, so one completely popped out. Um, I kicked a pad, um, a wall-mounted pad, and uh, it kind of <laughs> popped out. So for the last year, I've been trying to get back, but now I'm I'm 42 now, and I'm thinking I may need to have something that's not so much impact on my back. Yeah. Um, I'm building really up my running again, um, and I'm also thinking I've been doing. Muay we'll Thai for eight years so maybe I need to have a new challenge um yeah. you know uh, there's there's certain things I've done a half marathon I haven't done a full marathon yet um so there's certain things like that that I want to try and sort of challenge myself to do um yeah. I've never yeah. done something like the three peaks challenge or you know anything a bit random so maybe I just need to try something new that's not going to um be so impactful on my back because the kicking constantly, yeah. I think is is not helping. So you do have to listen to your body as well.
0: There's <laughs> a good book I uh, listened to on Audible called "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins, who is a man I'd never heard of before. Um, mm-hmm. Yet he's a bit of a machine like yourself, or more so. He's been a Navy SEAL and then you know an ultra athlete doing lots of ultra marathons and just it's an amazing read or listen um and the reason I've brought it up is because he gets to his 40s and then he gets sort of um taken down with a mysterious illness where he basically becomes bedridden and he kind of thinks he's going to die and what ends up being the solution for him is he he has a memory of somebody from his Navy SEAL days um, who came in and was trying to teach them all to do stretching. He's like stretching, (laughs) go away, go away. Um, And then some, some part, recesses of his brain says, you know, well, he's in this unwell state stretching i think there's probably something in that and there was it was actually doing all the stretching he had he ended up you know stretching for hours and hours on end because it was all the tightness of all the muscles from so much um you know strenuous exercise that mm. was wreaking havoc with his body so perhaps your way forward maybe read that book too and and get something from it but maybe there's something in the stretching that will allow you to continue with some of the the exciting sports that you've been doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm always up for doing that because I, I don't I think stopping is probably the worst thing I could do. Um yep. I think you just got to keep keep in motion um without sort of causing extra damage, isn't it? Yeah. Um i've been talking to um a local kickboxing instructor um and he said i could i can go for my black belt in kickboxing um so cuz it's so similar to muay thai yeah. um i can just kind of learn the differences um, and then he'd start me on the brown belt because of my experience Um, so then I could sort of work up to black belt and I wouldn't have to necessarily um, do the full-on you know spinning donkey kicks um, stuff like that Um, (laughs) so I'm I'm quite tempted to go back um, and and to do that um, I'd just be a bit nervous about sparring if I accidentally twisted in the wrong way and yeah but yeah, definitely. There's always going to be some challenge.
0: <laughs> You'll work it out. And and I kind of feel my next couple of questions that I ask people are almost redundant when talking to you because like one of the question I often ask is what's the biggest risk you've ever taken and why and um I feel free to answer this. However, in my mind I'm going, god, you've you've done so many things that others would call risk, but to you it's just Lindsay
1: yeah (laughs) yeah it is yeah that's the thing I when you sent me some questions I was thinking there's there's quite a lot of risks I take um I I guess you know investing so much uh, time and effort and money into Stay Connected Digital Magazine um that was a big risk um also I've I've actually had two uh failed marriages now um I wouldn't say well I suppose they are failed because they didn't Carry on. But um, I think the risk was also yeah, leaving with two really small children at the time. Um, you know, and people say to me, I don't know how you how you could do that. Um, I don't know how you can leave. And it was like, well, I don't know how I could have stayed there. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was a necessity, not um a, oh, should I, you know, it could be a bit risky. It was more risky staying there. Um, than, than to go um, so I mean starting up on you know on my own having my own business and two children there were two and four at the time so um, that that was a really difficult time and that would that was risky you know a lot of people I think stay in relationships as well um, when they shouldn't yeah so many people I know you know just stayed in there for years and years and years and I've always thought, if you're not happy, get out, you know, and live your life. You have one life to live. Um, you need to make the most of it. And I think that's where my positivity um, has, has kind of stayed. Um, I did get taken to court. I had a horrendous court battle to get my life back and to be able to move home again. Um, and, you know, that's still going on and is still very difficult part of my life at the moment but I always stay positive and think you know it's I'm living my best life um and you know it's not at the detriment of other people I feel that if I'm happier then my children will be happier um and it's about getting that balance right um you know and, and making the most out of life you know you see people get getting older and you just think you'll see I remember helping my mum Look after people in nursing homes. Um, there was a lady that was turning hundred, and I just really, my heart, you know, really felt for her. I was only about sixteen, and it just made me think, you know, all these things that you can't do um, when you're that that age. Um, you need to be doing stuff now. Um, you know, don't be scared to take that risk. Go for, you know, go fully. And what's the worst that can happen?
0: but Um, you're right you might get to a hundred and hopefully there've been a hundred good years I was saying to somebody uh another interview that I was on and I also worked at an aged care place although I was a horticulturist there but it was looking at them and going some of them were only in their late 60s you know and they're in an aged care hostel and it's like oh is that what's up ahead for me and you know there I was in my thirties, and thinking, oh gosh, it, some for some reason in my mind, I'd always had this thing I'll probably never live past fifty-five anyway. And then looking at them and going, yeah, but what if I do? What am I going to do with those bonus years? Is that how I want to be? You know, they're kind of yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: no. there are there so many challenges, and I, I remember being when I turned thirty, um, I was my my ex-husband now um was saying things like you shouldn't be wearing things like that at your age you shouldn't be doing this and you should, and it was so sort of negative and I started you know just have after just having children you feel quite low on yourself anyway don't you and um you start to think you know I started thinking oh my sporting career is over um you know I just need to focus and you put all your focus into your kids um and not on yourself and then sometimes you it takes something like that to listen to somebody else that says you know i um, this old lady had said to me I wish I'd have left my husband many years before um, and then it kind of made me think wow I don't want to be that lady in the nursing home that sits there and regrets my life um, you know that's that's really the worst thing you could do um, so that's when I started the Muay Thai I started getting my figure back I started you know getting back my my life and you know, just just being me again. Um and th- that was huge. Um and, th- and then since then, you know, I've done so many amazing things. Um and you yeah, have and now I'm too So I think you know at any age you could um start something and be the best you can be. Um so yeah yes, I just there's think there's no limits
0: is there really the limit is yeah.
1: in our mind. Absolutely. I, I mean my I mentioned about when my mum had this cardiac arrest and the kind of person that she is, she was she was in, um, she just came out of the coma and she was black and blue. Her ribs were broken from being um, kind of when she had been airlifted in, and she got whispered to me because um, my dad was trying to talk and we couldn't understand what he was saying, and it was just one of those days. And my my mum turned around and she said to me, "Just remember, stay positive." <laughs> and I thought, you know what, that little thing will stay with me forever. Because yeah. as long as you say positive, and you always look at the good things and not dwell on the negatives, yeah. I think that's the way that you should live your life. Um, it's too easy. And and now my two eldest girls, they're at 10, 11 and ten. Um, they're now at the age where I was starting to doubt myself, and you know, it's yeah. it's it's one of those times where it's very difficult for you know males and females really sort of growing up Um, and it's now seeing them and saying to them you know when negative thought comes into your mind you have to just push it out almost like a person you know and and, what's that you have to evict it yeah, that's it. Like, get out. Um, and then just look, focus on all the good things, not all those little gremlins in your head. You have to kind of really focus on, on the nice ones and start actually believing the nice things. Because when people say negative comments about you as well, you will take one of those comments and you ignore the 20 other com- compliments. That make- yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's quite interesting kind of seeing my daughters grow up and kind of trying to instill the values that my parents, I guess, uh, gave to me.
0: Yeah. And you will, and you do, like, you're such an inspiration. I find you inspirational anyway, you Aww. know, you're just so <laughs> much everything I've ever like, and you know, we, we haven't had that many actual conversations, but just through what I know of you through our networking and stuff, you're like, ah, oh, what a moody woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, it's really nice to hear. So I'm going to take that compliment, and I'm going to think about that one all day and push out any negatives. <laughs> you can ring that.
0: You can milk that one for all it's worth.
1: And yeah, it's
0: heartfelt God. and sincere. I honestly believe that you are such a mighty woman.
1: Oh, thank you. That's very kind.
0: <laughs> so um, I'd like to talk about what you do for fun, because we know that you love your sport. And your creativity and everything. So, is there something else that you do for fun that we don't know about you yet?
1: Oh, um, what do I do for fun? Oh, I, I, well, obviously, um, you know, I like seeing my friends and everything. Um, I, I can't remember what I wrote. Did I write, write something on? I have to edit this. Remember, still. you'll have to add lib. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we go, we're going to add lib then. Um, what do I do for fun? The, the main, do you know, what I probably end up I I actually find my job is my my fun and enjoyment (laughs) because of the creativity that's involved um you know I I love I love kind of the learning side of things um so kind of learning how to say I started learning after effects so I could do all of the animations um and I guess although that's kind of you know what I do as a job I also because being a creative like if someone sets me a challenge you know, I want to see how I can make stars go whiz round the screen or st- things twinkle. Um so yeah, I do I do that for fun as well. Um but I also I've got a beach hut um that I love to go down and oh, sit by the beach. beach. Yeah, yeah, we're just along the along the coast down in Southport, actually. Um and I love, um, I, I used to love surfing actually until I can't, I haven't got the flexibility now. Um, but we've got a paddleboard, so we just go out paddleboarding as well. Wow. Um, and it kind of gives you that time to relax. And um, we've got a gorgeous river um, that runs through Christchurch and um, got an inflatable kayak. um actually there's a really cool inflatable um dinghy day that they do and you have thousands of people turning up with things like massive um inflatable flamingos Uh. um and even people like on inflatable boxing ring that they've been punching each other as they go along it's like a race all the way down so i'd like to do random stuff like that as well as take my um the v-dub out so, when the camp van's not hired, um, we can go to the New Forest and um, just pull up somewhere and have a little picnic. Nice. So, yeah, all sorts of random stuff. It's normally sports orientated, I think.
0: <laughs> outsidey world.
1: Yeah, and friends, obviously. I do like your glass, you know, a few glasses of wine and yeah. watching boxing matches. I love watching boxing. <laughs>
0: Which is one thing I've never watched and you, you might inspire me to be able to enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've never, I guess, understood the whole concept of it and until I did sort of hear about, you know, what strategy is really involved in it. But perhaps on another conversation you can, we can watch a boxing match together and you can inspire me into what is so great about it. 'Cause people are yeah. just, no, no, it's just people beating the shit out of each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I found it much more fun and in in it um to do right rather than go to the gym where you're you turn up you do your class and you go home and it's not very sociable and me I love to talk I'm a very, very sociable person and I find people generally really interesting um, so every time I went to the um uh to the, the, well, the boxing classes or Muay Thai classes um, you get paired up with people so you're pad holding and as you're doing things you're kind of chatting and you know having a bit of a giggle at the same time so you know I love having a laugh and um you know I meet the most crazy bonkers people that are fascinating um one of my friends laura is great she um she owns a beat um street dancing club so oh. she teaches children to do street dancing so we're always between rounds we were dancing to the music <laughs> i mean it's just just um yeah i think it's just much more sociable really yeah and stuff like that so
0: does what do you, is relaxation and fun different things for you or are they one and the same
1: um i don't actually you know what i don't think i relax very often if i'm honest i think yeah. my relaxation would be me going for a run and i've had people say to me you never stop <laughs> um so the, the times when I do stop and I'm really, really relaxed would be if I'm, if the sun's out and I'm laying on a beach yeah. um, and that, that is probably my only downtime I'd say. Otherwise, um, if the sun's out, I'd be running, you know, so I get a tan at the same time, but have, you know, a bit of downtime. And it's kind of almost meditating as well. Cause you're listening to the sound of your breath and the steps that you're taking um I've tried yoga but I think where I'm so my I don't know I'm such more a fast-paced type person yeah um I'm struggling to um come to terms with the concept of yoga but I'm going to give it another go because there is one on the beach where you can have meditation session afterwards and I think maybe I need that just a little bit
0: (laughs) Well, there's different kinds of yoga too, you know. There's so many types. I did aerial yoga, which you know you have mm. to do in the hammock, and that's um, a lot more active because there's also um, aer- like they do an acrobatics type class in it mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know if they have that. Uh, if there's an aerial yoga somewhere near you, but because it's in a sling and hanging from the ceiling, it's it's a, a lot more active than your basic downward po- downward dog and that kind of um and hot yoga i don't know if you've got bikram yoga
1: yeah we've got the just at the end of our road actually they do yeah. the aerial yoga as well as bikram so that's yeah. something i i should really have a look at as well, well. The
0: bikram is more fast-paced like it's okay. really regimented you get in there and you move 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 you're doing all the pay all the all the uh poses but uh it's quite fast paced so maybe that's something for you although it's inside I don't think you're an inside girl
1: (laughs) yeah I mean if if, I I would definitely have a have a go at it um and then yeah um I mean uh, boxing's inside um it's just as I suppose sometimes who you go with and if you you know find friends there as well it's um I I do like my little social scene as well so I enjoyed the Bikram
0: yoga because um and I'd for you over there where it's a lot colder but here it was hot and even in our summer the, the couple of years that I did it you know people going oh my god why would you go to hot yoga when it's already so hot but they were the best summers for me because working doing a yoga session in a, I don't know I think it was about 38 or 40 degree room by the time you mm-hmm. come out of there you've sweat so much that the outside temperature seemed cool, you know. So yeah. it made the summers more bearable. And the amount of did have a lot more sweating because it opens your pores, like it, you know, it cleanses all the muck out of your skin and you you do sweat a lot more freely. So if any, if there was a downside, I guess it was that. But I really did well, enjoy the hot yoga. So you might like it.
1: I, I think actually that would make sense for me because I, my brain feels like I'm not doing exercise unless I'm sweating and looking like bright red, like a beetroot.
0: Yeah, well you will <laughs> so, when you're at
1: Bikram. <laughs> yeah. So I think whereas I come out of yoga feeling like I haven't really done that much, I feel like if I did Bikram, I know I'd be sweating. So therefore I have done loads. <laughs> yes, I've worked out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> physically sweating. <Yes. laughs> yeah, well,
0: hopefully hope we all enjoy that. As we kind of, we'll have to wind up soon. I've had you here for ages. Um, so as we just kind of go to the last question, um, we've talked a lot about how you've ended up where you are, like with your, with your creativity and your three businesses. And, you know, like it's quite clear there for me to see the, the trail of breadcrumbs that have led you to where you are. But if you look back over your life, do you see a different set of breadcrumbs like how do you see that you got to
1: where you are now I guess it's just having that mindset that you know you want to work you want to do well um don't be lazy I think that's the overall thing um is I think my dad always probably is my biggest influence we'd say you know he always thought he was lazy but I thought he was the most proactive person ever you know he'd be running marathons and playing county squash and doing all these different things um and also thinking about new careers um so I think I saw him as inspiration so um I would I would say probably that's been my biggest influence um and yeah just you know telling myself off if I am being lazy in any way (laughs) I think I think just um pushing myself forward never stopping and you know if you have an idea run with it um I do remember someone saying about somebody else oh you know they talk about it they don't do it and and I thought I never want someone to say that about me I think Um, they ever will (laughs) I like to prove people wrong I guess um and I like to just kind of really go for it and um, I've got my little ideas books I'll be working through the next thing and I think life is exciting generally I think if you get to the point where you're not enjoying life or then change do something different yeah you know, there, there have been times in my life where I've thought you know i, I've, I just you know you just it's not going well um, but I think you just you just change something and and do something different and then that brings back the excitement so there's always a way to sort of keep yourself on the right path
0: yes and so where because there'll be people out there who will be just so inspired by you and your and honestly if you need any graphic artist artwork go see Lindsay so where can people find you if they want to know more about your business how they can how you can help them or maybe just
1: connect with you and and just connect um well if you search up stay connected digital magazine.co.uk um on the website um we've also got the app as well um so you can download that um i you can have a look on spotgraphics.co.uk as well um that is my graphics website um so my my email address is on there as well um it's lindsay at spot um yeah i'm on facebook and instagram as well so yeah come and come and search for me we'll put up all your details as
0: well on the podcast so people can find you easily lovely oh well thank you for having me today thank you so much for coming on the show Lindsay it's such a pleasure to have a conversation with you as always and you're just a complete inspiration so well done and thank you so much (laughs) no problem thank you very much And thank you to everybody who's watching us today. It's always so hard to say goodbye. So please make sure you subscribe to the channel so you can stay updated with our next podcast guests. And please leave us a comment below and let us know if what you found, uh, if you found something valuable about our conversation today, did it help you overcome an obstacle or maybe uh, inspire you to go out and and do something new with your life? We would love to hear your comments. And until uh, next time, that's all from us today. So bye for now.